This is the Memento Mori Oracle Podcast, where I, Claire Goodchild, discuss the history, lore, and symbolism of the images depicted in the cards of the Memento Mori Oracle deck. Hi, Patreons. Welcome to this bonus episode of the Memento Mori Oracle Podcast. It's time to discuss graveyard dirt. All of your bonus March cards are on the way, so please be patient if you haven't received yours yet. If you just gave me your address, it should be going out this weekend. Uh, Just so you know what to look out for, they're arriving in like a plain birthday card type envelope. Okay, so in this episode, I will be answering your questions about collecting or working with graveyard dirt in a magical or spiritual sense. Before I get into the specifics of that, I'll be telling you about my witchcraft background, um, just to give you a little bit of insight into my practice. Now, this episode doesn't have a full script like I normally do, so if I say um a lot or so or repeat myself, please bear with me, that is why. So let's get into it, shall we? I have been practicing witchcraft since I was 11 years old, and I am 33 now, so... If my math's right, that should be 22 years. I'm definitely not a baby witch, but I do love, with a capital L, teaching and writing for beginners. Which reminds me now, if you ever have questions pertaining to witchcraft, send me a message on Patreon and I can try and help. Obviously, don't monopolize my time, but that's the benefit of this platform. You have more access to me. Anyway. I started as a Wiccan, and this was suggested to me by my very atheist mother of all people. Around that age, I got bullied a lot in school, and a client of hers was a practicing Wiccan. She thought it would help empower me and make me feel like I had a bit more control over my life. It was a natural fit for many reasons, but the most likely is because I've been both clairaudient and claircognizant for as long as I can remember. In a way, I kind of already existed on the fringes, so why not just go full witch, right? I actually kept my practice secret until about 18 or 19, and after becoming more public with it, my focus shifted from Wicca to a more eclectic and ghost-based belief system. It's shortly thereafter that the start of antique anatomy comes into focus, and so on. Fast forward a few years to 2017, which was actually probably peak black in the moon, my astrology work began to blend more into my witchcraft and it was my focus for a good solid year. Until then I had kept them kind of separate. I love astrology and I was lucky enough to get to make the first astrology based oracle deck. You may have heard of it, but I began to feel like something was missing and that was the ghost and death and spirit element to my craft. This brings us to mid-2018 when I was in the middle of writing the mass market book for the Antique Anatomy Tarot. I missed the ghosts, and I think they missed me too. So one day I woke up and booked a trip to Scotland for October. My choice of Edinburgh was twofold. Not only do I connect with my Scottish ancestry the most, it is typically believed that Edinburgh is the most haunted city in Europe. It was in one of my many visits to the famous Greyfriars Kirkyard that I got the inspiration to create a deck that lives in that in-between space, the space that I feel I also live in. 
something that represents the relationship between the living and the dead. And that is how the Memento Mori Oracle was born. Okay, so why did I just talk about myself for five minutes instead of just going right into graveyard dirt? Well, that's because I want you to feel confident that I know what I'm talking about, especially in terms of spirit or ancestor work. One thing that my Wiccan origins has taught me is that the concept of studying for a year and a day is probably the best thing you can do. Whether you're studying about casting spells, working with candles and herbs, or even working with ghosts, take your time. This is something Wicca gets right. So, despite what I just said, I want to remind you that you never have to do something you are uncomfortable with. Your practice is yours, and it is your responsibility to stay safe and protect yourself, not mine. My process may be similar to what you have read before or even done yourself, or it could be totally different than what you're used to. What is okay to me might be something completely off limits for you, and that is perfectly fine. Okay, let's get into it. Cemetery safety. There are two types of cemetery safety that you should observe, physical and spiritual. Let's start with the physical. Cemeteries and graveyards have rules. Do not litter, pick up litter if you see it, do not bring objects that are prohibited, do not stray from paths or go to areas that are marked as unsafe. Seriously, don't. A falling headstone can kill you and the earth shifts there a lot due to moisture and constant digging. Uh, of course, do not sneak or break in if it is closed. In some cities and countries, collecting graveyard dirt might be breaking the law. I cannot take responsibility for what you do. This episode is strictly educational. If you own a plot or have family members in one, remember that there are still rules about what can be planted or dug up. Make sure you know what they are. Always be respectful. Don't make excessive noise even if other people are and you think it's okay it's really not though many people go to enjoy the scenery there are people actively grieving there so it's best to just when in doubt be quiet and of course i think this goes without saying but do not take anything from a cemetery that has been placed there intentionally unless you were the one who put it there don't take flowers or offerings from graves okay spiritual protection while I believe both Hollywood and Christianity have done a lot of damage in the public's mind about cemeteries and spirits and hauntings and all that stuff, it is still a good idea to protect yourself. Like living humans, ghosts and spirits are complicated and should be approached with cautious optimism. When beginning spirit work of any kind, your frame of mind is most important. You need to be in a calm and positive headspace. You can perform some sort of magical or spiritual protection before you head into the cemetery if that helps comfort you. Some people carry crystals like black tourmaline, others smoke cleanse or anoint with special oils. You do you. Another important step is to get to know the history of the cemetery and the surrounding area. Who is buried there? Is it non-denominational? What was on the land before the cemetery or graveyard? Are there new burials or is it long closed? These things you should know going in. Most importantly, don't take dirt if it is your first visit there. Become friends with the land first, especially if you are not experienced. Now that we got all that covered, I think it's the perfect spot to start answering your questions. The first is, I would love to hear how you personally like to use graveyard dirt in your practice 
and also what kind of graveyard dirt do you like to collect and whether the uses differ depending on where you collect from. So I keep two types of graveyard dirt. One I call permanent dirt and the other is ritual dirt. Permanent dirt are vials that stay closed and live on my ancestor altar. They come from family members' graves and are labeled by name. It helps me to have this dirt here as a sort of spiritual anchor to keep them close by and to have something to focus on. Ritual dirt comes from the same graves, but it's all mixed together and I add it to spells and offerings when I need extra help. I use this mostly in protection and I don't like to use it lightly or just for any old spell. Our next question says, maybe I'm just very timid, but I'm wondering about collecting graveyard dirt. Do you just go in and take some dirt from within the graveyard or does there need to be more ritual to it, etc.? Sorry if this is a silly question. So first of all, there are no silly questions. Everyone starts somewhere and the people who run off and assume can get hurt or make mistakes. So it's really great that you asked this. If I was collecting, my process would go something like this. First, I do all the research and protection I mentioned a few minutes ago. You wouldn't walk up to a stranger and start asking for things, right? So you don't want to do that here either. Build the relationship first. Dirt can be taken from three spots, graves of your ancestors, graves of random people, and from the entrance of the cemetery. I recommend beginning with ancestors, but that isn't always an option. So my next recommendation would be the entrance. Always begin with a small amount, never take more than you need, and always give something in return. This can be a physical offering like coins or flowers, but acts of service are also a wonderful thing to do. You can pick up litter or even get involved in the find a grave service, which is where you take photos of headstones and put them up online for others. I'm a member myself and it is very fulfilling work. So let's say you did all that and then you dug up some dirt, but you start to feel uneasy or something just wasn't right. Bring the dirt back and return it to where you got it. I personally don't recommend taking dirt from graves of people you aren't related to unless you have spent years cultivating a relationship with their spirit. Which is the perfect segue to the next question. Have you ever had any negative experiences with graveyard dirt? Is there any way you would recommend not working with graveyard dirt? Yes, I have had one negative experience and also one that falls under neutral, I guess. When I was in my early 20s, I took some dirt from a graveyard near my house. Immediately upon bringing it home, I felt tired, had constant headaches, and had a pretty long string of bad luck. It's almost as if the dirt itself had clouded my judgment or something or my mood. It was really weird. I didn't end up bringing the dirt back to my house. I think I just dumped it outside, which was really stupid because I live I, where I lived down the street from it. Um, yeah, so things got worse for a while, but eventually everything kind of calmed down. But nowadays, I see it more as a teaching moment. It helped me develop all the rules I follow, the ones about learning the land and getting to know the cemetery and so on. But at the time, it sucked. The neutral experience is from a little later and can be viewed as a bit of a gray area um, morally. Like you might, some people will be totally fine with this, others won't be. Someone I knew not that well had collected dirt from Edgar Allan Poe's grave and sent it to me. I probably should have said no when they asked, 
but we all make stupid decisions in regards to our idols. I think in this case, it's a good reminder that just because we have a relationship with someone's work or life, it doesn't mean they have one with ours. I can definitely relate to this too. Like, I'm not saying I'm as popular as Poe, but a lot of people kind of think they know me because of what I share, um, but that's only a certain side of me. But I digress. I'm glad I have Poe's dirt now, but it has taken years until I felt comfortable bringing the vial out, and I only do that when I am writing or creating something specific. Even though Poe is a person, or was a person, he has also become kind of an archetype and they are usually considered collective ancestors to all of us so yeah use judgment on this one like if you're fine with it cool if uh other people aren't also cool uh the second half of that question is is there any way you recommend not working with graveyard dirt and other than what i just mentioned i believe that people who were murdered or had significant trauma should be left alone to rest I don't agree with people using them or the dirt from their graves for petty shit, and it's surprisingly common. A good rule of thumb is this. If you wouldn't want your spirit to be asked to do something, don't ask others to do it either. That being said, you're your own person. Please do what you want to do, uh, especially if you're experienced. I'm not your mother. But don't come for me either, okay? So the next two questions are similar. I'm going to uh, answer them together. Are there any alternatives that are as powerful as graveyard dirt? And will using a picture like this card as a substitute of the actual thing, in this instance, graveyard dirt, be equally effective for spell work or is having the thing physically present always better? So I believe that substitutions can be used in witchcraft and spell work, but within reason. For instance, if you're cooking, you can probably get away with switching one ingredient, but it might taste a little different. That being said, if you're making a chicken dish, you probably don't want to substitute it with watermelon. You'd want to grab another type of meat. So I think the Memento Mori Graveyard Dirt card will be the closest substitution to the real thing. I think what adds to this is Memento was designed for spirit work and contains a bit of my Clara abilities. However, there are plants that can work in place of the dirt. The ones I would personally start with are moss and lichen. These two plants are basically graveyard dirt for the fae and nature spirits. Collecting dirt from a place that is important to you could also be a great substitute because everything is connected in terms of life cycles and it looks similar, it feels similar, the only thing missing is the actual dead body. Of course, if you're doing something like a binding spell, I probably wouldn't use dirt from your backyard. Um, choose some other place of importance like a special park or piece of land you know what I mean and lastly ground cloves or other earthy spices are also suggested a lot and they could be really effective in protection work especially trial and error is always best in this case what works for one person might just be okay for you or not work at all play around have fun but of course be careful Okay, now for the last question. Has anyone ever caught you taking graveyard dirt? If so, what did you tell them you were doing? Thankfully, no. I imagine it would be a very awkward situation. Um, I believe someone responded to this question with the advice of planting things as a distraction. As long as it's allowed to do, it's a great idea. 
That way you kill two birds with one stone. You're leaving an offering and have a nice decoy so people leave you alone. I think that pretty much covers all your questions. Um, definitely keep the discussion going on the, on the original post or this one as well. Let me know what you agree with, what you don't. Uh, talk to each other, get to know each other. Just be respectful. I'd love for people to come into this space with questions and to talk to each other and help each other. And yeah, maybe if you guys like that idea too, I can start like a weekly chat thread and everyone can do a little witchcraft. Anyway, I hope this was helpful. I hope you love the March Graveyard Dirt card and are sticking around for April and May because you will get early info about the timing expansion pack that is coming May 27th. And I also have a few more bonus cards in the works. Um, I don't know if there's going to be one next month, but I'm hoping to do something for May outside of the timing expansion or possibly June. Thanks everybody. I'll see you for the next episode.